You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. Folks, another episode of the Short Shift Podcast. What episode is this? 64. 64? Oh, man, this isn't a fun number. There's nothing uh, fun about this number. Yeah, I can't oh. even think of a... Can you even think of a player number 64? Tyler Randall, 2015-2016 Bruins. You the looked it up. Was... There's no way. You looked that up. Yeah. Okay, you did. <laughs> I, I did. Say, yep. What kind of memory? <laughs> 100%. <laughs> <laughs> but but I was because for every in the itinerary, if you notice in the title, I put in um, like a number, a player for the oh. number. Oh, I didn't read the. Did you title. just notice this? I've been doing this for <laughs> I didn't weeks. Read the title yeah. of that <laughs> and uh, for those of you who don't remember, Tyler Randall, who is the guy who a was the heir apparent to Sean Thornton for about two minutes. Yeah, that worked and out. B, yeah, and B was famous for scoring six goals on eighteen shots. <laughs> and then never play in the NHL ever again. <laughs> ooh, ooh, we're gonna. Uh, well, I'm immediately taking this off road. Remember when Forbort scored his fourth goal of the season, and we talked about how long it would take for him to get another one? And I said 39 games. No clue how many games it's been, but it's been over fucking 39. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to point out that I just had that thought the other day, and I was like, "Oh yeah, remember when he doubled up his career high, Jesus. and then he never scored again." <laughs> he did God, have an assist. It. He did have an assist on. Uh, he did have an assist last night. So you know, mm-hmm. more boards back on, baby. He's played his best hockey the past couple of months. He really mm-hmm. is. Best past eight weeks, he's been playing his best hockey and now he has to deal with the third pairing to shuffle it around. Yeah. And he's the one guy that shouldn't get moved out of the lineup. Let's talk about that. Shall we? Of the four guys, obviously five guys, actually, maybe we should talk about five guys. Fort Worth, (laughs) Riley, Clifton, Brown, and a Sean, right? Why why has a Sean disappeared? I, well, a Sean is back in the minors and I don't think he's in the, I don't think he's in the discussion right now. But should he be? I don't think so. Ooh, explain. There's not, there, there's a lot about Ashan's game I really like. Um, I like, I like how he plays with pace. I like his shot. He's, he is similar to Krug in a lot of ways. I think there's so much chaos in that third pair that Ashan's defensive game has a little too much chaos. And it's why I don't want Clifton out there either. Hmm. As Good of points. right now. Good points. Yeah. So if this, if, if we were maybe in say Washington's shoes, I would say give a a shot at the third pair as we try to solidify, you know, we are locked in the wild card too, no matter what we do, but we're not, we're kind of in a dogfight right now. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys said that positioning doesn't really matter, but to me, it still kind of does because I don't think it would be a good message to send to the room to concede a wildcard spot like that, to concede a playoff spot like that, especially when it's such a dogfight that you need to get any advantage that you can. That's a good point. 
and we'll get back to the pairings in a second. Cassidy has made it clear that they want to compete for a higher slot in the mm-hmm. division. Mm-hmm. He keeps making comments about big games coming up, important games coming up. He's made that clear to the team. I also don't know. You could That's a good message. This, it is a good message, but you could also spin the other one of like, guys, we're good enough to beat these teams regardless. Let's just make sure we figure out our lineup. Who gives a crap? Like, I when, think that's fair too. I think you could spin it either way, but he has taken the stance of we're trying to get second seed um, mm-hmm. in the division. I think it's pretty clear at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is. And I think a com- the conversation now, considering the injuries, I think that the conversation is louder is like, should we just sort of stand pat in the first wildcard spot, which you guys are very vocal about not caring about it. Yeah. Not that to say that I don't care about it is not exactly correct, but we do have a dozen games left. You don't want to see them give up. And and punt on the rest of the season. Like that's not I don't think that's what me and Ian are necessarily saying. But but yeah, Cassidy's made it pretty clear that there are some big games coming up. So let's let's try to put it together. But you want to circle back to the defense. Riley this experiment on on the right side has not really <laughs> bared, <laughs> bared fruit at this point. I don't know, Ian, if you have any thoughts on that right now. I mean, it's two games where Riley started on the right side. And at least in the second game, I believe he lasted there the entire time. I mean, there were certain shifts, but Riley stayed on the right side for most of the second game. It was a travesty in the first one. Yeah. He was awful. And in the second one, it was bad is the best thing I can say about it. And it wasn't all Riley. There was miscommunications on both sides and everything, but it's not that Riley's a bad defender. I feel bad. Like, I feel like I'm picking on Riley. I'm not picking on Riley. I'm picking on Riley on the right side. I'm picking on right side Riley. Like, I, RSR doesn't work. <laughs> I, I think it's louder when Riley declared, I am an everyday guy. He pulled a LeBron. He pulled a LeBron yeah. of like, you keep that same energy. We're going to fix this. You missed the playoffs, jackass. <laughs> NBA I think that's the first time we've referred the, re- referenced direct current NBA on the if podcast. If anyone wants to shit on LeBron, I am game. I'm super game. I know there's a lot of Boston fans out there who will, who will shit on LeBron with me. Let's fucking do this. We yeah. didn't get opportunity to do this for like 15 fucking years. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, for Riley, do you think with these dozen games left that he's going to see more time on the right just to see if he could kind of start putting it together. Cause maybe he's just uncomfortable over there uh, just due to lack of time on that side of the ice uh, this season. And in really in previous years for the guy, I would like to take these last dozen games and kind of gel these lines, but injuries are creeping in. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on the show, but the, the more flexibility you have, the better. But I don't, I don't know, man. Like, it's just, he doesn't look right over there, and I don't think he's comfortable. And we can't have that in the playoffs. We can't. And the hill that Cassidy appears to be dying on here is not trying forward on the right. Yeah. I, can't, I can't, for the life of me, understand why he's not. When Forbort has played on the right, he played on the right for a significant amount of time in Winnipeg. 
So I don't know. I, I don't know what the hang up is with that. Maybe it was one of those situations where Cassidy was like, okay, who wants to give a shot on the right? And Riley stepped up and forward is like, no, I, I want to stay on the left. Maybe it's one of those. And he's trying to placate everybody, but you got to be like, okay, I think I, I want my answer. six best on the ice. Yes. And objectively that in game one is going to be Lindholm, McAvoy, Grizzly, Carlo, Riley, Forbord. <laughs> but that's, that's probably your best six. That is, that, I don't think I have a, an answer though. I do I have an think answer. There's a probably there. I, I think you, you wanted Riley Clifton, which I, I might think end that, up being the thing. <laughs> I think, I think that gives us the best chance to win in a weird sense. If Clifton can be playoff Cliffy. So that's a big, if um, here's my answer for the four board stays on the left there. I've been the most critical guy of Cassidy this year of the three of us. I have been the first one to be like, I'm a little concerned about how hot his seat is when the team wasn't doing well. So take this with the, I'm ready to criticize Cassidy when there's an option, but if he is in front of these guys every day and refuses to move forward to the right, a, I trust him. I believe there's something he's seeing that goes absolutely fucking not. My guess of it is when you switch a defender's position, the first thing they need to be able to do to recover from their mistakes because it's a new position is quick skating and Forbort and Riley are two very different skaters. I assume the thought process here is Riley can make up for mistakes with his ability to skate Forbort, Once he is out of a play, can't recover in time. That's what I think is happening and why Cassidy refuses to move to the right. Total speculation. I've got no inside info on that. I, I mean, what you say is making sense, but Forbart has still played more on the right than Riley has. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not so, wrong. So I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm very reticent to accept that as an answer. Sure. But... Go fuck yourself, but fine. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I really do think that there's a lot of conversation to be had about this. That's just what I'm assuming Cassidy is. And 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 I'm I'm sure that Cassidy has sat down all four of them and is like, okay, here's here's the plan. And Mm. we can talk about Forbert on the right, him not being comfortable with Forbert on the right, and we can talk about trying to watch Mike Riley playing right on the defense on the defense is like it's 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 a different defenseman. And it's, is it something mental? Like, what is it? Is he, I, can, can he, can he not think as quick? I, you saw it perfectly on the game time goal against Detroit when he couldn't clear the puck three times and he's on his wrong side. He's on his, he's on his weekend. He's on his backhand trying to clear the puck. And he is like a monkey, like a monkey trying to fuck a football, trying to clear the puck. Nice. And, <laughs> that's what it looked like. That's what it looked like. It's like you knew, you knew he had the quick, he had a quick enough decision. Okay, this is what I want to do with the puck. I want to flip it up. And it's just trying to handle it on his, I don't want to say his bad side, but his weak side. It's just not happening. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And it's one thing that goal was okay, that was bad when he couldn't get it out. And I'm trying to remember exactly which game this was in where there was a lot of space that he just skated back across Swayman and just did not cover the guy coming in. And I can't remember which game it was this week, but 
basically he just went to the right side covering no one rather than Columbus. Covering the that was the Columbus game on Saturday. Thank you. Thank you for the good memory. I'm sorry. I have a terrible memory. I, no. I drink. No, that was the uh, game on Saturday. That was, um, he just that was the two one goal when he's just drifting. Yeah. And, just and he just goes to the far side <laughs> and just does not cover anyone. And you wonder, are you so, are you thinking the position way too much? So you feel like you have to get over to the right rather than just cover the fucking dude who's going to be wide open now that you left all that space. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think he's overthinking it. I think there's a large part of that. And a lot of people are clamoring for Brown right now. Which I will say in the second Columbus game where it was Riley Brown on the third pairing, Riley looked good. So did Brown until the suicide passes happened. I've, oh my God. <laughs> That's been I'm, all season though. We're lucky we haven't had lost players to broken decks at this point. What was, what was hilarious though, was that I had just had the thought during the Columbus game. It was two to two. And I'm like, you know what? I haven't really noticed Josh Brown. That's a good thing. That's a good and thing. Then just, and then he just whips a pass across the slot, right into a blue jacket stick for a partial breakaway. And I'm like, up oh, there it is. I mean, that that's not even the suicide pass I'm thinking about. Like the suicide pass of hitting every player in the skates in the neutral zone. So they're greenlit for a yeah. massive hit. Like yeah. that's, he did. He did bad. that. He did that. He did that a bit. But I was like, OK, you know, he's not exactly he's not exactly a tape to tape. He's not exactly <laughs> Chelios or coffee with the, yeah. the puck on his stick, but I, I can handle it. He was sound. And then he started turning the puck over and I'm like, yep. Yep, that's why. That's Thomas. why. That's why Riley on the right is a com- in the conversation right now because the pass is like that. Thomas, what have you seen for Brown so far? I mean, honestly, the only reason that people are really clamming for him is because he came out and fought. That's what everybody <laughs> wanted. So it's the just Freddy he's, parable. Yeah, big man, be big. Yeah. So I, that's that's not reason enough for me to hot potato this dude into the lineups like all the time. So yeah. uh, I, he's. He's an option. He's not our best option. I kind of want to roll out the the better options right now, see if we can get something going. We've got 12 games to do it, so it's kind of crunch time. So if Brown gets in and, and plays four of these games, that's probably that's probably what I would guess. And I'm going to actually that see. That happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Here's what's surprising to me, is that before we got Lindholm, the third pairing was a little rough, but not not awful forward clifton wasn't terrible it wasn't terrible was you know what i mean then all of a sudden now i know that kind of maybe it's the most glaring issue but every stat you look at every advanced analytic whatever you want to look at even if it's basic shit even if it's just eye test that third pairing is getting crushed in every facet of the game, regardless of who's out there. All of a sudden, they're not just a, well, they don't add a lot. Now they're like a problem. No. Against everyone. Detroit, Columbus, Toronto. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's any any level of competition. That third pairing is getting smoked. Yeah. And Blaschel, you know, far be it for me. Shout out to Ryan, my uh, Red Wings fan boss. Uh, Blaschel did a br- had a brilliant idea every time the third pairing was off. Larkin, not even thinking. Larkin, yeah. Bertuzzi, yeah, attack him, attack, and that's and it worked. 
I was surprised Larkin didn't have a fucking hat trick in that game. That he, oh, he, he was everywhere. She was everywhere. All over God, he's so good. Bertuzzi also. Don't want to give the guy credit. But holy shit, can that guy play some hockey? Uh, fucking cut your hair and get a shot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'm, I'm worried about this third pair, but I have a lot, a lot of faith in, in the uh, coaching staff to figure this out. We have four options that are all third pairing dudes. Brown's the biggest, like, eh, are you actually? But yeah. I think Brown's going to be a great asset if there's any sort of injury or if there's a game that is not a game seven, Bruce, mm-hmm. to bring him in to fuck shit up. Like, I don't know. I've seen some game sevens where he just goes, you know what? Time for some heavy bodies. I'm like, nope, mm-hmm. nope. I don't like this. No. So, anyway. Well, you just brought up the idea of uh, injuries. If there's injuries, there are injuries right now. And and I think that's really what should be scaring us. Uh, Pasta's been hurt. Freddie's hurt. Lindholm going down. What are, what are your thoughts on the Lindholm injury? I mean, it doesn't look too serious. Cassidy didn't seem too concerned uh, during his post-game presser. Uh, there will be an X-ray or an MRI uh, within the coming days. So That's, that's what freaks me out a little bit. Yes. Yeah, that that's happening. I'm guessing, but I'm guessing that if there's some, you know, body snapshots going on there, I'd say two to three games. I'd say two to three games. He misses two to three games. Let him um, miss eight. I don't give a shit. That guy, let him rest. I don't give a have Pasa miss six. I don't give a shit at this point. Rest them for the playoffs. They don't need more reps. Lindholm somehow doesn't need more reps. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted. I'm very heated about these injuries, and I'm <laughs> fucking annoyed that we have been... This is the healthiest year we've had in the past, at, off the top of my head, four seasons. This is the wild. healthiest year we've had. It's wild. And, it and like- now we're going to have them? You better yeah. fucking knock on every piece of wood in your entire house right now, because this uh, is, this is the time that... Yeah, this is the time of the year that we need to be healthy, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what's freaking me out. It seems like some of these injuries are starting to compound. And I know that none of them, as far as we know at this moment, as we're recording this, are that serious. But like Pasta's kind of been banged up all year. It seems like Bergeron's kind of been banged up all year. Seems like Marchand. Marchand, Marchand doesn't seem exactly right. But mm-hmm. we're naming some dudes who are going to play hurt. But these are also dudes that we need to be at the top of their fucking game if we're going to go anywhere in the playoffs. They have to at least be 90%. Yeah. They have to be. If you had told me last year that I would be concerned about a Trent Frederick injury, I would have punched you in the stomach and called you a dick. I mean, even two months ago, we would have not really been thinking of that, but he has, he's that third line, that third line fucking rules. The difference is a huge part of it. The difference with Felino on that line. I mean, it was still decent, but Freddie adds he's less of a passenger than I thought. Yeah. 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 100%. Yeah. Now full credit to him for that. Full credit yeah. to him. His skating has improved 100% uh, from last year. It looks like he, he can gain separation. Now he was not able to do a little. Here's the thing. Also his instincts in the offensive zone. He's getting pucks to guys. Yeah. That two-on-one with McLaughlin. Oh, so good. That, that pass was, was absolute time. Yeah, oh and I don't, I don't know necessarily if his speed has improved, but I think his positioning mm-hmm. and just awareness of the play has improved. And sometimes that's all it takes when you're when you're able to release the puck in in the way that he's able to when he's inspired to actually fucking pull the trigger. Obviously, no. uh, 
he's he's putting himself in better spots. And no. that's kind of what that line has that's been the bread and butter. They're putting they're not only putting themselves in better spots, but they know where each other are and they're getting the puck on other guys' sticks in the right fucking way. Do you, there are four guys on this team who constantly move without the puck. And that's three of them. The yeah. other one is Marchand. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? Even yeah. Bergeron doesn't move that much. And mm-hmm. that whole line does. Watching Charlie Coyle the last couple of games, speaking of that, some of those puck possession plays where he, where oh. I'm, that's a playoff, that's playoff mode Coyle right there. Yeah. It makes I, my blood flow south, man. Fucking, oh my God. I fucking dare you to steal this puck from me. And I know you fucking can't. So good what luck. What he did to Corrali the other night. Abused him. Abused him. Abused him. It literally looked like he was playing at a certain point. Yeah. Oh. God, yeah. I love that line. And yes, so to Thomas's point, fuck. And and Andrew's like, Freddie's a big part of this. He needs to come back. And it, again, doesn't seem serious. But no. the question mark hangs. It's concerning. Sure. If you want to ask how much caution do we have going forward? And I've had my stance about, uh, about seating. All of it. We have right. all the caution. Any game you can rest someone, do it. I mean, I don't want already, we already saw it with straight. Lazar. We already saw it with Lazar against Detroit. Yep. Lazar wasn't hurt, but Cassidy deemed him deems him important and was like, okay, we'll, we, we're going to give you a blow. We're going to give some of the depth guys some some run. Yep. More than ever, I believe that that Toronto game is going to be AHLers. Because remember last year with the Caps, we basically knew we were playing the Caps in the first round, and we still gave them full fucking uh, young guys. Yeah. We don't need to set it. We, we, you could smoke a 7-1 in this game. We don't give a fuck because our real team is coming next game. Yeah. And that's very possible with Toronto right now. Tampa might follow the wild card. I'm still most scared of Tampa, honestly, just because, I mean, come on. They've won two in a row. You got to respect that. You got to uh, respect that. But you also you also got to take into account that this I, I, I still don't think this is the same Tampa team. It's and not, Tampa, but it's still two cups. It's two cups. Yeah, it's 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 not the same caliber of team, but it's still guys who have been there before and know how to win in those games. That's mm-hmm. that's one thing about Toronto. Toronto's way more talented at this point. Yes, and Vasilevsky, obviously. A freak of nature. Yeah, absolutely. But it, Toronto's clearly more talented at this point, but they don't have the fucking experience. They don't know what a deep playoff. What is are, going know? on over there? By the way, let's 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 delve. They're in. on a heater. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they blew a four goal lead. Fuck them. But like mm-hmm. that team has been smoking good teams for the yeah. past couple of weeks. Yep, including us, including us, and smoking them. Like yeah. what's going on with the Panthers? Okay, what's going on with the Panthers? Then Bobrovsky fell off a cliff again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bob gonna Bob. Yeah, we're Bob not. We're Bob. not. We're not exactly married to the Panthers going on a deep run, are we? No. Well, that was always the case. For, oh, not always. For the past month and a half, it was always, can they outscore their issues? Yeah. And, and right now they can't. Right now they can't. And everyone's ramping up. And I think to Andrew's point, you really start to go, holy shit. No matter how good that offense is, is you got to stop a fucking shot every now and again. Yeah. So I think that's what's giving me cause for pause in terms of, I don't care about the seating. Like, I don't think the I don't think the gap is as wide, and I I, I understand I understand the viewpoint of you know injuries 
you can get the load man load management is going to be a thing regardless but i if there's a shot for home home ice advantage i want it but what if there's a shot to play the panthers in the first round if you think they're not as good as you originally thought. There's that too. There's because that too. Because you dropped to the I wild card. I believe then... we can play with anybody. So yes. why not try to get an advantage home ice? I'm just not sure home ice is an advantage for us. Mm-hmm. We've lost um, some games, home ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> look, we've lost them away too, but do you know how the whole league knows that our ice is like bottom five of the league? Yeah. I don't think that benefits our team having shitty ice. I think our team is fast. I think players like DeBrusque suffer with bad ice because he has so much speed. I'd kind of rather play in places that have really nice ice. Yeah. That's a weird take. I've never actually said out loud. I feel like I'm super okay with being away if they have smooth ice. Mm Okay. Everyone's going to be I, really mad at me and be like, Boston has the best ice. Like, no, we don't. No, we no, Bob, Boston, Boston tends to play in ponds yeah. in May and June. It's so bad. But I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't like the message that that sends. I don't I necessarily need- think it's going to be a, a case where the team's not trying to win games. Mm-hmm. They're still professional athletes, even if we bring up four or five AHL guys to kind of plug into a couple of lines for the last two, three games and, and kind of sh- shoot the shit essentially as, as far as the team goes. I don't think it's going to be a situation where they're just fucking purposely taking L's to put themselves in, in a certain position because truthfully it doesn't matter to me in terms of if you're the second, the third, the fourth or whatever, because it's all quality play or excuse me, all quality teams at this point. Because mm-hmm. the East is fucking stacked, so it almost doesn't matter. And I Four think that's of- more—that's more my standpoint of of not caring about the seating. It it has nothing to do with well, I don't think we can reach second at this point, so fuck it. It's it's not waving the white flag. Mm. Okay, that's fair. That is fair. Four of the seven best teams in the East are in the Atlantic Division. Oh it's- yeah, <laughs> of course. They are. And, but what does that mean? That means four of the other best are in Metro. I think like they're both fucking loaded. It doesn't matter if we were in Metro, we'd be in the same fucking spot points aside. I think you can make the argument that seven of the best eight teams in the league are in the fucking East. Yeah. You can make the argument. I don't know if you'd be right, but you could certainly make that argument. Mm -hmm. Well, Uh, in in, in the West, it's Colorado. And which which is funny because Colorado is probably still above the other seven that you would name. Yeah. Yeah. Can we go back to the injuries just for a second? Sure. You know, what's really pissing me off? Upper body injury, lower body injury. Can I just get a little, can I just fucking get a little specification? Just let me know. Look, we are obsessed with this shit. And fans these days are more and more obsessive. We want to know every fucking detail. Please just give me a nugget of like, it's a knee. It's an ankle. It's a groin. It's a penis. Whatever it is. What was the reason for that? They, 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 they declared that a few years ago that there was like a competitive advantage sort of clause or something as to why injury reports the are like The teams that. know by the end of it anyway. Oh, it's a shoulder injury. Go at his left shoulder. Make him turn left, whatever. Yeah. Like I, the teams are still going to know. Their scouting is going to do exactly what they need to. These mm-hmm. teams have traitors inside them left and right. Everyone leaks every bit of information. I just want to know within the first week is a fucking knee. 
All right. Sorry. I made my point. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it's probably somewhere along the lines of competitive advantage or disadvantage and just medical privilege in general. That's a better argument. Medical privilege yeah. is a better argument. Yeah. So I yeah. think it's yeah. somewhere in that, in that line. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. There's certain times where I'm just like, can you just fucking tell me if it's a concussion or not? Yeah. Especially yeah. in Freddie's case when he's already had one this yeah. year. Yeah. So, but at the side. same time, like that turns into a situation where it's like, oh, we know this dude is at, uh, like concussion prone or something like that. So it's like yeah. hit him high, see what happens. Well, they'll know, know that's they... fucked up, but yeah, there are but... there are to to say that there's not players in the NHL who aren't going to fucking do that is we Ugh. we know for a fact that's incorrect. Yeah. Which yeah. is just yeah. so disappointed. Yeah. Also, it's, it's disgusting. <laughs> a little nugget of completely off topic, but injury related. A lot of nuggets. I was, from you, Ian. I know. I was looking <laughs> at cap friendly today. Zaboral, I know, done for the season, all that good stuff, bad stuff. He's back next year. And I'm just so excited about it. I know that we're like way away from that, but like he survived the trade deadline. Yep. And Zaboral's coming back. He's also a UFA, so be careful. I mean, he's all right. So he's probably coming back because the mm-hmm. team wants to keep him and he just had a leg injury. So they get to keep him on the cheap. Likely. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of pumped. Is is all that it is? A shout out you to Zaboral. We miss you, buddy. Huh? You think that opens something up in the offseason there? Oh, someone's getting traded. Riley, Forbort, one of those guys is mm-hmm. getting chipped off. We've talked about that though. We'll talk more about it after th- the season when we're lifting that cup. Oh my god, I'm gonna be drunk for a month. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> I can't uh, wait. Kucherov for Ovechkin. Where, where, where on the gauge are you gonna be? I can't wait. I'm going to be Ovechkin easily. Um, well, <laughs> I haven't had Coke before. Anyway, I am so excited <laughs> to be right about DeBrusque lifting that cup and his trade value being so absurd. Fluto just released an article saying he's too valuable to trade, which made me scoff. I just, DeBrusque is going to be lifting that cup, baby. I'm telling you right fucking now, he's going to be lifting that cup. His trade value is going to be through the roof. Our whole team. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm just so pumped. I can't wait to win the cup again. I'm so excited. All right. So let's bring you down a peg. Let's talk about Swayman struggling in the net for the last couple of weeks. We have Omar. Go fuck yourself. I'm still <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, why don't you, uh, why don't you give me a little bit of your take on, on what we're seeing out of Swayman right now? Puck handling has been fucking awful. Um, <laughs> In terms of getting out of the crease and trying to handle the puck behind the net, uh, one of our listeners, Van Allen, made a really good point that we are at the point right now with Jeremy Swimming where the instruction should be, do not get do not get out of your crease. It's been that bad. Um, the rebound control is the rebound control is still a work in progress. We all knew that that was going to happen. Better than the start of the season, but yeah, definitely. It's better than the start of the season, but it's still a work in progress. But I'm, there's a more overarching point here. And Ian, on your last video, uh, the Quality Bruins fan on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> you said uh, something very interesting. You said, dear God, let somebody establish the net by the time game one of the playoffs rolls around. Does it concern you that we're now at time number three or four now of the season where every time we are set to declare Jeremy Swayman as the keeper of the crease that this happens. And, Isn't and it all, interesting? All Mark picks it up. 
Isn't it interesting that we've never declared Olmark? We just wait for Swayman to be declared again. This fan base just wants Swayman to be the guy so badly Mm -hmm. that if Olmark picks it up, people will say, well, he's your starter right now, but they won't say, well, game one, that's Olmark. Mm -hmm. We've seen a little bit of it, I guess. Yeah. I the last ten, last 10 games, Jeremy Swayman has a sub nine uh, save percentage and a plus three goals against average. I don't have the exact stat in front of me. I'm not going to take the time to look it up because, <laughs> Jer- because Thomas has enough editing as it is. Yes. But um, I'm not worried kinda, if that's what you're asking. Well, I'm not worried, but is it a wall or is it just, is it, what is it to you? I think it's a goalie going through a usual, a, a usual slump. Now, look, if Olmark takes the starting job, which he has right now, he's your number one right now, mm-hmm. then great. Whoever has a starting job at game one of the playoffs has a starting job. And if they falter and the other guy comes in the way we've seen all season where the other guy all of a sudden is super hot, like, great. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what you want to see. Swayman is, first of all, the biggest concern. A huge reason we beat the Capitals last year is Vanacek couldn't handle the puck to save his life. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean the one time he basically dunked it into his own net. Yeah, he basically o- gave it to Craig Smith, and Smith was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And Ovechkin fucking chopped off one of his testicles and threw it at him. Uh, he was, he was, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> he was so mad. He didn't literally do that, but like it was close. Uh, I, the big thing with me is if Swayman handles the puck like this, it's going to cost us goals, which the playoffs are precious. Obviously, hmm. you can't have that. Is it I would just, issue? I would just instruct him not to handle it. It's not a confidence issue because he hasn't been good at it since day one. <laughs> it hasn't ever been good from mm. him. And lately we're pointing it out because it's leading to goals against. And now, yeah, it's probably getting in his head a little more. Mm-hmm. I just, the instruction for him is like the only time you touch that puck is to stop it behind the net. And then you go right back. You are not passing this puck and you are not going out of your crease to fuck with it. Mm-hmm. Leave it alone. Yeah. That's that, that would be my instruction. Because you can't have a van check situation where he keeps doing it. And right now, that instruction is not happening because Swayman is going farther and farther and farther out with each passing game to go touch the puck. That's the weird thing. Thomas is uh, nodding. I, I'm glad you've seen the same thing. He's going further. It's like it's like he's trying, it's it's like he's trying to force it. It's like something to prove or something. Yeah, right, right. And it's all it's leading to some kind of weird yips right now with the puck. Yeah. And I think it's like in baseball, if you're going through an old over 24 slump at the plate, sometimes, yeah. sometimes you go for over 24 slump at the plate. Sometimes it affects your fielding. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think, I think it's the same deal. You, 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 he's pressing, he's kind of squeezing the stick a little bit and pointing that out gets, is getting people weird, I guess. But yeah, I, I, this is the same thing we've faced all season. As soon as you point out Freddie's not playing well or Swayman's doing poorly, friggin' Marshan doesn't look normal. Everyone all of a sudden attacks you and you just go, guys, I'm not saying I dislike the fucking player. Right. I love these guys. I, I trust me for most of the people who are watching Bruins. I probably watch more than you. I'm fucking <laughs> reading articles. All I like. I am obsessed with this team. 
a lot of you guys are equally obsessed. I'm, I'm talking out of my butt, but I'm just saying that we have to be critical when we have the podcast because yeah. we have to be honest. Like we, we can't be, we, we can't be blowing sunshine off out of off everybody's ass here. I was like, going to say the same thing. Yeah, you you can't just be shoving smoke up someone's butt. Like you have to be, you have to be honest about it. If we're going to have our highs, we have to have our lows. Mm-hmm. And Swayman right now is in a low. But that's okay because literally every goalie who's ever existed on this fucking rock has had <laughs> slumps. Yeah. And now Thomas, nothing, Tom, I, I gotta get Thomas's take. Are you worried? Because you, you've been silent this whole this whole goalie conversation. I'm not necessarily worried about Swayman, but sometimes when he goes wandering, uh in, in, in the Red Wings game, there was at one point I watched him go what felt like ten yards outside of the net. And it's just, bro, please just fucking stay home sometimes. If you're going that far out of the net, you're expecting most times to handle the puck. And I don't want you to fucking do that either. Was it the play when he tried to handle the puck and, and there was like two Red Wings players right there and he got tangled up with them? It's just. Or was that a completely different play than I'm thinking I, I, Honestly, it was probably a different play. Because <laughs> I, I don't even know exactly what you're talking about. There's a good chance that I might have missed that because I did walk away from the game at one point to uh, put the kid down. And honestly, I just needed a mental break from that game because we had just pissed away a two goal lead, and all of a sudden we were trailing by one. Mm-hmm. And it so, never felt close after that. It really no, didn't. it really didn't. It never it felt. Didn't. It never felt close after the the, the goal. Uh, goal with 35 seconds left in the period. Yeah. It got we, the team started playing real flat and it just wasn't fun hockey to watch. Yeah. I and again, I hate to do this because we were so and again I will say we were right while it was happening because he was awful while it was happening. But you miss a guy like Freddie. Mm-hmm. Not for the fighting, not for the aggression, but for the dogged pursue on a line that needs that help. Because Coyle's gonna pursue. But when you have two guys going all out and Smith in the right position, that just tilts the game. That's the biggest thing about that third line is the momentum switches when they're on the ice and the fact that they can score. I think that's underrated because we've had bottom six lines before in the past few years that will pin a top line in and and will fuck around with them for a little while, but it won't finish. And we just hope that the top line guys shift out and, and get the puck while it's still in the offensive zone and finish for them. No, that line's finishing. Smith has 16 and Coyle has 15. Not bad for a couple of third line players. Oh my yep. gosh. We have three real, real, real lines. I'm worried about the fourth a little bit right now because they keep getting smoked in these games. Like they're the easily, they're not just like a weak point, like they are the weak point. But real quick, if we have, if we're rolling three lines, I'm pretty happy. Real quick. What what change can you make in that fourth line? Oh, and no. I know sitting fully no <laughs> is the answer, but it's the only answer. But it's, it's no, but it's answer. no, but it's not the answer. You know what I mean? It's no, the but answer, it is. but it's not the answer. No, you know why it it's is. not the answer? Because they're yeah. not going to fucking do it. Okay, but see, here's the thing: just because you're not going to do it doesn't make it. If I'm taking a math test and I know the answer is twelve, but I refuse to put twelve, twelve is still the answer. Yeah, I <laughs> just I don't know what you want from me, yeah. but it's still the answer. The answer, the answer is Anton Bleed in on that fourth line, but yeah. more, I'm not going to lie. I would give McLaughlin five more games than this last twelve. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's, a, he's a goofy looking fuck isn't he he yeah. is a goofy fuck but <laughs> the guy 
is doing 80% of the job really well. There are moments where he quits on the puck too early, but other than that, I mean, the guy can skate. The guy's got a little bit of hands. He's a little slow uh, compared to the average NHL IQ on ice stuff, but it was his second game. I'm going to give him a break on that. He definitely reminds me of Nolichari. Yeah. I mean, that's high praise for him right now. And I'd I'd love to see watching him. Yeah. Maybe Steen gets back in the mix. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. I have a jersey mm-hmm. of him now. I'm very invested. <laughs> like once you got that jersey, you got sent down to the problem. It's like I'm about $300 invested in him, him <sighs> actually getting back onto the ice. For Dude, a if bit. he never plays another NHL game, I will cherish that jersey. I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't I, matter. But I've warned you guys. I say something. The opposite happens. Three <laughs> videos ago, I mentioned, or four videos ago, I mentioned that all we need to do is prevent injuries. And we have four injuries at the moment. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good job by me. Someone mm-hmm. uh, show up at my front door. I live at, uh, I'm not going to say that, but you could put a bullet through <laughs> my head. If we've learned anything, <laughs> please, please direct all hate mail to the comment section of Low Quality Bruins fan. How about this? I'll get a P.O. box so you guys can send a bomb to it. I can just... <laughs> Jesus can, you say, can you say bomb? Can, can I not say bomb? <laughs> no. Is that, uh, is that illegal? I don't know. Um. <laughs> Before we move on, we've got a, a bunch of predictions to make. Uh, Marion Hostess signs a one-day deal with the Blackhawks to retire a Hawk. Who gives a shit? It's not I. Yeah. Here's here's my weird thing about it. No, Dude, this was all you, so you take the lead. With all of the discourse about the Hawks right now, this is like you have an ex-girlfriend who you had some of the best years of your life with. Mm-hmm. You love her. It just didn't work out at the end, right? It's a weird metaphor. And you move on. And then years later, she stabs a guy and like everyone knows and she goes <laughs> to prison for it. And you decide, this is you, know what? Specific. you know what? I'm going to do conjugal visits with her in prison. Like that is what's happening right now. And everyone and you announce it to the world because it's like a national case. Like, I don't. Why would you do this? Ian, 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 th- there's a fine line that you're kind of skating here. And the fine line is that, you know, for a fact, if it's a national story, there are some men out there who are going to be like, yes, that is my kind of crazy. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I've been stabbed twice, so that is my kind of crazy. (laughs) But what I'm trying to say here is you just could have waited or you could have just not done it and just talked yeah. about how you were a Blackhawk and yep. won cups. Like, I don't, <laughs> I just don't understand. It's, do you think the Blackhawks organization reached out and said, hey, this is going to make everyone feel great. We Can need we some this, kind please? of PR, please. It actually would be the first good PR move or front office move in general they've made mm. in at least a couple of years. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that this popped up on our itinerary just because we were talking about the idea of uh, Chara doing the one-day contract. Those are two entirely different situations. So Very Chara, different. 100%. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, boys, you want to jump into some predictions? Yeah. Let's do it. Now, question. Do we want to start with game predictions or do we want to just say fuck that for a couple of minutes and let's pick some NHL award predictions now that we're about a month away from the end of the regular season? Let's rip through some awards. Let's do that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to start with? Uh, let's start with Selkie. Okay. Okay. So let's Hang on. No, we gotta do this here. in unison. All right. You ready? 
three, two, one. Bergeron. Why? Good job. Why didn't you do that? You it's knew just, we were going to do that to you. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, Bergeron is literally the only answer. He's breaking records. He's having the best defensive season for a forward in decades. There is no absolute reason not to give him this award. It's the only, uh, we're not being biased. This is the only award we're going to say a Bruin for. Like, mm-hmm. But it's so obviously him. It just doesn't make sense why anyone would choose anyone else. Now, sub question, who's actually going to win it? Because it uh, seems like every year they just fucking pry it out of Bergeron's hands. Because I think I, I, I think it's Elias <laughs> Lindholm for yeah. Calgary. It's very possible. No. And it's going to piss us off. Who's to entertain it? It's just yeah. he's breaking records with it's like, ugh. yeah, yeah. I refuse to entertain that. It's it's, it's 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 Bergeron. And if I will lose the very small amount of respect I have for award givers for the mm-hmm. NHL. Yeah. Yeah, I guess true. there's not much left of that anyway. Yeah. I think Mark Lazarus torpedoed that with his uh there are other two way forwards in the league quote. I just don't get it. I mean, if I had a vote, man, I I wouldn't be biased. I, I would take this shit so seriously. I'm going to have some answers for you guys in a minute where you're going to go, oh, you're clearly not being biased. Anyway, let's do this. Let's fucking do this. So I'm upset Calder. already. Calder. Calder. Swayman. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cider. It's cider and then a long, long drop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's It has to be cider. You can make an argument for for Zegris. I'm not going to make an argument for Bunting. I know that's been discussed a little bit recently, but only probably because of the type of media that we uh, we digest or ingest on Twitter. Unfortunately, because of the uh, Toronto <laughs> the Toronto bullshit. But yeah. well, I mean, he's 228 years old, so I mean, yeah. in Calder years. So yeah. my he's- struggle with Bunting isn't the age. It's mm. he has every opportunity to succeed with an incredible team around him. Mm-hmm. To be fair, he is the he, that line is performed best when he's on it. So, like, I want to give him credit there. Yes. The, I mean, I shouldn't throw away the age. The age bothers me a little bit. He's been incredible. And I want to give like he's probably second or third on my list. But Cider is on a terrible Detroit team. Yeah. And he's seen, he's absurd right now. It's not about the points. It's just his overall play. How that I, team, watching him last night was a treat. How that team performs when he's on the ice. Yeah, I just I don't understand how it's anyone else. I really don't. Hmm. A.K. I don't think it can be anyone else. He's he's he is a cornerstone. He's going to be a cornerstone over there for the next fifteen years, and he is. Damn good. He is a damn, damn good defenseman. And he's, he's ugh, I'm so scared of him. <laughs> yeah. 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 We better we better enjoy this version of Detroit being not that great because once they get a coach with a pulse, they're gonna be good. They're gonna well, be they good. they still have a little growing to do too. They're probably uh sure they maybe do. a year or two out, but we they needed to be bad. They 25 years straight of playoffs. They needed to be bad for five or six years. Yeah. And then they're going to kick the shit out of the league again. God, I really am excited because as Thomas always says with a few teams, the league is better when Detroit is good. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. hundred percent. Now, what about, uh, what about the rocket Richard? That's gotta be Austin Matthews, man. Yeah. He's on pace for almost 70. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think that one's a debatable one. That one's very much tied to statistics, probably more so than any other award, but mm-hmm. well, let me ask you something. He's what is he currently at? 54? 54. Like yep. He had two, he had two against Florida. Do you want to see him just get super hot and hit 70 before the playoff starts? No. Yeah, and then dry up all his goal scoring and score one in the seven-game series. There you go. Yeah. I kind of do. It's incredible. No, let him do it. Let him let him fucking lay waste and then do nothing. Like 70 goals is absurd. I don't I, I have allegiances to NHL, my yes. yeah, yeah. I have allegiances in everything to my hockey team, but I mean, that's amazing. I kind of want to see it. I like I'm, I'm I just want to see if a player can fucking do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, it, it, it's it's got to be it's got to be Matthews. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think another no brainer one would probably be the next one on the list for the Vesna. It has to be Igor. I just he's so fucking good. Even with the be. little bit of a cold streak that he's on, yeah, cold streak. He's still he's still phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And, I, and and to his credit, uh, Gorgiev or however the fuck you want to pronounce it has really fucking picked it up for him. I will I say. Shesterkin, incredible, and and it's absolutely him with a little bit of a drop off. Freddie Anderson, though, let's do a huge shout out to what he's done. He does no, not. The defense in front of him has look. That guy suffered in Toronto for yeah. so long. You don't hate Freddie Anderson for being a Leaf, right? You can't, right? No, that he has never did it. being a Leaf. Uh, oh, all right. Well. That one's for Thomas. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That Kane's defense obviously helps him. But damn, you just got to give a lot of respect to it, the season he's put together. It's pretty yeah. incredible. Yep. I'm with that. He might be the reason uh, we'll get there, but he might be the reason Shostakhin doesn't win the heart because he's close enough that there's not enough separation there. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, yeah. Art Ross. This is this sounds a kind of a tough one because I assume McDavid's going to just be incredible this last month and make sure he stays ahead. Mm-hmm. But Huberto is there, man. He's always right dry sidle. Yep. I mean, you, those are the, those are the top three right now. Mm-hmm. It could be any one of those. This is, this is a coin flip one and, and it, whatever the answer is, it's not going to be the right answer, but it's also not going to surprise me. That's just, that's how this award is. Who's your prediction though? Just, just, I probably, honestly, I'd like to see dry win it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, out of out of those three, but it's it's it probably is going to end up being McDavid just because the, the NHL wants it to be McDavid at this point. To be fair, Huberdo is kind of having the um, a uh, Joe Thornton in two thousand six season when he had ninety assists. He's probably going to get pretty close to that. I don't know. Huberdo is right there. You're right, Ian. I say Huberdo doesn't. I say that Panthers team just continues to score fucking seven a game and he gets three points basically yep. averaged through the last month. That's probably the, the least defensive answer. Yeah, because everyone would like that over McDavid because yeah. people yeah. get sick of McDavid being good. Mm-hmm. If if the if the Oilers were better in the playoffs, we would hate McDavid at this point. But because they never win anything, we're kind of like, yeah, McDavid, love to see. Yeah, we have we have like no emotion towards McDavid because McDavid has no emotion. Yeah. But <laughs> no personality. Yeah. You you've, you've seen his house, right? No, I've I mean, never been there. I haven't personally. Yeah, no, no. no actually, pictures of his house. I don't look up pictures. His, that, that man has killed animals in his lifetime. <laughs> what is happening right now? I don't look up pictures of people's homes. Have you yeah. killed animals in your lifetime? Like, what do you, <laughs> what do you, what do you look up pictures of Connor McDavid? Tell me, get back to me. It is okay. weird that you're asking to look up pictures of a man's home. Is all I'm saying. 
It was a GQ article. It was a GQ feature. It's all over the world. Yeah, they did a GQ feature on Conor McDavid, the most boring man in the NHL. That they did. They did an MTV Cribs for it, and he just (laughs) he's like, "This is my couch." Dude, do a pimp my ride with Conor McDavid. He just ends up with a fucking. 2015 Toyota Corolla. <laughs> hey man, those are reliable. Yeah, but that that Corolla is gonna have a fucking fish tank in the back seat. So I, fuck that. I just named my car, by the way. <laughs> uh, uh, Norris Trophy. Kale this McCarr. one's competitive. This one's this, competitive. This one is. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing a car jersey. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. I think my pick's Roman Yossi, actually. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I, I, he went, he, he did just go on an absolute heater in, in uh, the month of March. It's less about the points. I mean, the points are obviously a big part of it. Uh, I don't love judging the Norris on points, but he has been such a massive part of that team, even being relevant this year. And his mm-hmm. main, according to the athletic, so they get the stuff not always 100%, but his main partner, because I haven't watched a lot of the Predators, is Fabro. Um, uh, kind of a steadying sort of stay-at-home kind of guy. Steady, stay-at-home, but is not a top-flying guy in my book. No. And Kale McCarr's main partner is Devin Toast. Taste, taste, toast, taste. Fucking whatever his name is. De- I don't, I don't know if it's... Devin days. Uh Who's incredible. So, like, I'm kind of like, I don't know, this close race. I'm going to give the edge to the guy who's working with way less in front of him. I think Yossi's a solid pick. Um, I think he is. Okay, I think he is one of the finalists. I I completely forgot about. I mean, Yossi's definitely a finalist. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. And then is it Hedman and McCarr? Is it? Fox and Makar, because Makar is the other one. But I don't I think guess... Fox is even close right now. Really? I mean, he's he's way back in points for the most part. He has not been as dominant defensively this season, as far as I've seen. I think I think Hedman's right there. Um, I think for people who really like the defensive side of things, Slavin's right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Slavin then, is one of the most underrated defensemen in the league. And then McAvoy has been on a lot on a lot of lips the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I have seen a lot of articles mention McAvoy, and that's usually a good indicator of where voters are looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I think your top five, Ekblad would be a finalist if it weren't for the injury. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't think Fox is even in the mix right now, unless they just don't care and are just looking at past names so that they can. That, I mean, th- th- this was a really tough one. This is a tough one. But I'm going to go Yossi. What do you guys got? I'm, I'm with, yeah, and and I'm I'm with Yossi too, and that's a little bit more from my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, he's top three. Yeah, and and in, until he doesn't come off as the most dominant player at his position with offensive upside as well, because that's a big part of his game. Uh, that he's it's his title to lose. I just he has so much less to work with, so much less. And I know that's you can't knock Kale for being on a good team, but. I'm doing exactly that, honestly. Yeah. How dare Devin Taves exist? He has to look, he has to blow out the competition to win that award, I think, because it's not even Taves, Devin Taves. It's it's the fact that the people in front of him, he has three lines that would that have potential first line guys on every fucking line. 
like the apps, the apps are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have a hard time. I want, I love kale. I'm a big kale guy. I couldn't believe he went eighth in the draft. I thought he was going to go top three. Like I have been on this guy since the beginning, but I think Yossi has, has done a more impressive job as a defender this year. I think that's fair. Yeah. It's definitely not like out of left field by any means. How much heart love do you think that gives him? Do you think that gives him any? Yossi for the heart? No, he's not going to get close. I mean, I, there's, there's, he's in the conversation of top 10, but he's not going to be close of, of actually winning it. You did say that he has been the biggest reason by far why Nashville has stayed relevant. Yeah, but we know voters kind of put the middle finger at that when it's a defenseman. Okay, okay. Honestly, they kind of do that with goalies too. But I think well, Let's, let's I, talk about the heart. Let's do yeah. it. <laughs> That was the, the that was kind of what I was going going for with that segue. Um, Shusterkin, I think I, I I don't think no yeah, yeah no. So this is up. Austin Matthews to lose at this point. Yeah, by a, by that, a pretty decent degree. If, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, I think that's the Vegas odds at this point. Igor's up there. I think he's in the top three, but uh, yeah, it's it's probably Austin Matthews. Yeah, I I, I think that's. Especially if they it. finish strong. I hate it. I hate it because fuck that dirt stash. But he's he's the man to beat right now. If he hits 65 or above in goals, he wins it. There's no doubt. There's no argument. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. No. And does that team miss the playoffs without him? No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But I can't turn away a season like that for for an MVP. I really can't. That Austin Matthews deserves every bit of love he's getting right now. I see a lot of people shitting on him because he's a Leaf. The Leaf fans seem to think he won't win it because he's a Leaf, as if the NHL doesn't just want a major guy like that in Toronto. Are, are, we, forget, are we forgetting who the NHL okayed as the face of the franchise on the two of the last three video games? Right. Like they're acting like Leaf players are shunned aside. Like you are literally the most popular team in the league. It's like, a persecution company. What are you talking it's, about? It's not based in reality. But Matthews deserves it more than anyone right now. And it's not close. McDavid yeah. might make this close. Shesterkin, if he has a another 945 month. It is right back in the conversation. But my money is on Matthews not slowing down. That wrist is fully healthy. It's been healthy for a couple months now, obviously. Mm-hmm. This guy, if it weren't for the wrist injury at the beginning of the season, I think he'd be on pace for 75. It is unbelievable. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. you got to remember, he started the season. And same thing gets to be said about Pasternak. Not 75, obviously, but... First half of the year was terrible. He was dealing with a lot. We, we don't need to get into that, but no. Then all of a sudden he turns it on. He's, he's got how many? He's on pace for 46 or something like that. I, some of these guys, man, come into the season and they're not fully healthy and they still end up with these crazy goal scoring totals. If you can score, you can fucking score. Yeah, and Matthews. Goal scoring's gone up. Goal scoring has definitely gone up a significant number this year. Austin Matthews is the best goal scorer in the league. And I don't feel weird saying that Mm -hmm. because I'm a fan of hockey, not just the Bruins. He's the best goal scorer in the league. Fuck the Leafs. Um, Fuck the Leafs. I want to see him score zero goals in a seven game 
loss like in the I first said, round. Like I said, no, hell, let him score like 13 in a seven-game loss. No, I would love to see them blow it up because him and Marner don't score it all again. <laughs> they torpedo their franchise. Yeah, let's do it, baby. You're an agent of chaos, and I love you. But I just, I that guy is the Hart Trophy winner right now. And mm-hmm. when he wins it, if he continues his pace, I will clap. Mm-hmm. Gross. Fuck it's gross, <laughs> and I hate it. But like, I can't, I can't objectively argue against that. No, you can't. But with my heart, I can say fuck the Leafs. I hope, I hope he doesn't score again. And Shishurkin has another nine fifty save percentage in him, and just fucking swoops in and snatches it mm. and i hope they both get chlamydia let's move on to uh <laughs> there's your clap ian <laughs> let's yeah exactly let's move on to uh the next three games coming off of this past week uh andrew had w's each each game all four games uh i got three of them right ian had a terrible fucking week Oh, I'm out. Ian, what was point. your what was your New Jersey prediction? I have no idea. I, I literally was... stopped paying attention as soon as the first game was over, just yeah. like the week before that, yeah. because I was like, "Well, I lost the week. I don't care." Yeah. <laughs> I delete the notepad that I have the scores on. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to look at it. Uh, so we've got. I think uh, I was off by like 14 goals. By yeah, the you you started off. You were, really you were literally off by 10, I believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, double digits. Um, so we start Friday night at Tampa Bay, Sunday at Washington, and uh, we'll we'll go up to Tuesday, April twelfth, when we come home and play St. Louis. Uh, I will start. I think at Tampa Bay, this is going to be a three-one loss. I think it's going to be a frustrating night. Oh, gross. Hmm. Um. So. We are 2-0 and 1 against Tampa. We have beaten them on the road. We beat them on the road 5-2 last time. I see another dub. I see another dub and I see it I'd see it as a 3-1 dub with an empty net. Okay. Ian, I mean we did get two empty net goals this week, so that's pretty mm. good. Uh, Reekin. This is going to be a panic moment. No, I don't want to predict a loss, but I feel like this is a loss. I really do. There's too many injuries. We don't know who's in the game. This is going to be a 4-1 loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, part of my guys. part of my reason that I, I'm going loss is because I think this is going to be an experimental defensive game because yes. uh, with Lindy out, I think we're going to see some weirdness and... Uh, Giving giving some uh, other guys some key minutes against a quality opponent. When you cast, say weirdness, cast... do you mean our best top uh, pair with Grizz and Mac? Do you think that's the weirdness? No, I'm I'm, I'm just talking about like the bottom, the bottom <laughs> of the defensive <laughs> pairings and stuff like that. I think they're going to play larger minutes just because Cassidy wants to see him play a quality opponent. I think that's kind of sure. this is this is going to be a, a guinea pig game, and I think we're I'm, I'm I'll say it again, three one loss. Okay. Uh, then we go to Washington. Ian, go ahead and start on this one. We're gonna smoke them five one. Love it. Um, I see. I, I see a smoking two. Uh, four. Nothing. I think you're a piece of shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Love I think you. I got a four two dub. Okay. 
And then Wait a second, why am I a piece of... Remind me, why am I a piece of shit, Ian? You know why you're a piece of shit. (laughs) What are we doing right now? Stop predicting shutouts, you kumquat. Unbelievable. (laughs) You just called me a kumquat? I sure did. It's my best insult in my arsenal. Is it? It's not the most insulting, but it makes people really concerned about why I said it that way. You you need to get better insults, my friend. Dude, have you ever walked up to a man twice your size and called him a fucking kumquat? He doesn't know how to react. He doesn't. I've used this before what I thought was a sure fight, and he just looked at me, got real confused, got real angry, and then stormed off. Yep. It was incredible. Went I home and immediately gonna... signed up for Ancestry DNA just to try to... <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to die. I was defending... <laughs> it was also weird because I was on a date. This was years ago. I was on a date, and I... <laughs> Call the guy and come quiet, and this guy was gonna kick the shit out of me. Let's be honest. And I'm not a small man. This guy was also not a small man, but way less small man than I am small man. And the date was like, you called him a. Wait, what just happened? No one was a winner in this scenario. She did not find it impressive. I was embarrassed. It was not good. How old were you? Uh, an adult. <laughs> Like a fully grown adult. Adult aged, oh, but yep. not an ad- I'd say adult aged, but not an adult. Yep. Well, I haven't actually become like an adult yet. No, yeah. but like Fair. physically, yeah, yeah, super, super old. St. Louis, right? St. <laughs> Louis. Wait on you guys, man. I'm just, I'm just telling stories now. <laughs> Andrew, kick it off for St. Louis on Tuesday. This one, I actually do see a loss. Um, we're, but we're back home. But St. Louis is kind of fighting for their fighting for their home ice advantage of lives. I think we I think we get the best out of them. I'd say four two loss. If we lose to St. Louis, I am gonna put my head through a wall. Uh that is a three two tight fought dub. Dubberoonie and cheese. Yes, Kinda sir. almost makes me want to see a loss because your head going through a wall on that night's episode of uh Low Qual would be excellent viewing i can't you do realize that now that you have to incorporate that into your skit if no i can't actually put a hole in my wall you're gonna have to i can't do it also i have so few brain cells please don't make me (laughs) sacrifice more of them please hey you're the one who you're the one who said it dude (laughs) i said it because i have few brain cells i don't you gotta it's cyclical uh i got a four three win at home against st louis you got to factor in the fact that okay we have monday off but uh sunday is a day game at washington day game a little little bit of extra travel a little bit of extra rest i'm I'm 4-1 win nice wait four four, oh wait four one or four three oh i'm sorry four three yeah yeah yeah, four three yeah yeah yeah. so yeah hmm 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 Okay. All right. Is he judging? Is he looking at the list? I don't know what list? he's doing. No, I, no. I was just going. I was just going through the scores. I thought for a second that one of you predicted two losses for the week, but no, you didn't. No. So, we, uh, are you we, kidding we me? We're, a, we're an elite loss. team. Why would we predict two losses? Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, what the fuck? And hey, hey, I want to point something out that I, I balanced my hopes on being still in the race for the predictions on the Detroit Red Wings. And they came through for me. So everybody who needs to find a scapegoat for losing to Detroit, right here. Yep. 
good job by you. Yeah, yeah great, so. great job by me. I good, actually good get job. something right, and it fucking blew up in my face. <laughs> you know, how is it that, like, Andrew has been the loser of most of the bets, but I feel like the biggest loser on all the bets this year. I don't know why. Like, I feel like I'm just wrong all the time. But Andrew had the Buffalo prediction, so I just... I'm He's just ultimately not, wrong. Yeah, like I just don't. So I actually, I, I looked at the, I looked at Buffalo's record. Um, they are six, one, and three in their last ten. They've lost in regulation once in the last ten games, and they made double my win prediction, and I hate it. Do you know what we were super wrong about, and I hate because I still feel like I'm right about it. Tage Thompson is not good. Tage Thompson has 32 goals this year. I know. And we, before the season started, shit on him so much. Buffalo fans are still shitting on him. They don't understand it. I just... Are they? I'm so bad at hockey predictions. And it's... (laughs) I told you guys when I got on this this podcast that when I say it, the opposite happens every GD time. And uh, I think for the most part, that that is kept true. Oh, it's exhausting being wrong all the time, though. I got to yeah. tell you, Thomas, is it exhausting being right all the time? Uh, no, not really. Oh, I, I manage. I manage. Right, good, good for you. I'm proud of you, buddy. Uh, I do have asshole. one more question for you guys. Uh, I didn't put together short uh, short sixty. Thank God. I do have a request oh. from one of our best listeners, Ange. He asked me to pass this question along, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. Shout out to Ange for this goofy question for the pod. Which of you is what goalie character-wise? Tuca, Thomas, or Dobie? Which one of which one of us character-wise matches up? I want to take the lead here. Do it. So, Thomas, you're Tuca through and through because you got that Scandinavian blood, and you are, you know, nice and level, centered. Oh yeah, he is a. You're the glue guy. You're Calm. The glue guy. You're the glue guy. Cynical he, as fuck still. Cynical as fuck still. Break stuff. Yes. And ke- when, when you get when he gets mad, look out. Mm. Ian, you are Dobby because you're fucking weird. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> what? And I'm Thomas. I'm I'm Tim Thomas because I'm also fucking weird and. I don't know, maybe the most likely to end up in a bunker somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm with I'm with all that. I think those are all the right answers. Ian, you're a fucking strange bird, but we love you just like Mm -hmm. we loved uh, just like we loved Obi. Andrew is definitely the Tim Thomas to me because Andrew's very smart or at least thinks he's very smart and I feel like that is that is definitely a Tim Thomas characteristic. That's that's what uh, the I, fuck I, 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 is I, happening I, right now. I think I I think I'm very very intelligent but I'm not <laughs> really. <laughs> but Ian, you are definitely Dobby because you because Dobby's the man. Dobby is the man and I the actually, chest hair I, also I would yes. would put that in. I have never seen Ian's bare chest, but I would assume that motherfucker is a rug. What? I just... Wh- how? The, the, the statement was like, hey, you're Dobby because you're fucking weird. Like, what? <laughs> but Dobby's the man. Do- I love Anton Newman. I... Yeah. He was... He was... He was never a, a starter, boy. you assholes. What nope. the fuck? <laughs> well, at least with us. Like, what? But he was a breath of fresh air in this franchise for a couple he of was, years, and definitely. there's no way around that. Boys, I, but you immediately, 
right. Whatever, you can, man. You I'm can on the think bottom about of this. Ball. I'll be a backup. <laughs> a fucking backup. Whatever, man. Would uh, you rather be Henu Toivonen? I, I, I would rather... Because he was a starter. I would rather be Cheevers. Because <laughs> I'm a psychopath. How about that? I don't Weirdest. Think, yeah, there's... There's that, but I don't think you have the violent streak right, in you. Well, you know what? You also, know that what? wasn't a choice. Chuka Rask <laughs> is a serial killer, so wear that with honor, Thomas. I do. I do. And, and fucking, I already forget the other name that was God Thomas. Tim Thomas. Tim right, Thomas. Okay. Tim what am Thomas. I? What am I in? Let's go. Flailing mess that got lucky. <laughs> you he know said what? You know what? Considering, hurt and didn't believe considering it. you know what? Considering everything about my life, you are absolutely correct. Yeah, fuck <laughs> you guys. Unbelievable. Everyone, just shut the fuck up. Jump on Google and apparently go look at the backsplash of Connor McDavid's kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> or don't. Or don't. That's horror film shit. If you want to sleep, don't do it. Or don't be a guy looking at other men's houses online. Maybe maybe that's horror movie shit. I'm just saying. Maybe that's why I'm fucking Tim Thomas. Fuck it, I'm not Tommy, goddamn! <laughs> All right, boys. Go bees. Go, Go bees! bees. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs>